Hi, welcome to Power Skills. Today we're talking about company culture and navigating corporate America. And specifically, we're going to talk about how we can learn what the culture is and become a part of it from afar, i.e. working remotely. So today I'm joined by Janaya Alsop from J&J. She is VP of Account Report Global Processes. She has a ton of experience in talent strategies and training, and this conversation is going to be really useful if you're starting a new remote or hybrid role, or if you work for someone who is remote, um, or if your team is a mix of in-person and remote. So, um, Jenea, thank you for speaking with me today. I'm so excited to be here, Olivia. Thanks so much for inviting me. I think as you've gotten to talk to, you know, people are my passion. So I'm really excited to, to talk more about this topic. Yeah, me too. And I'd love for you to tell us about the role that you currently have. And then because it's very relevant, the past, the role that you just recently had um, and kind of why this topic is of interest to you. Yeah, so, so thank you. So, uh, you know, as you said, I'm currently in our global services organization. I started in that role at the tail end of last year, and I'm currently serving as the vice president of our counter report global process. But before that, I was in our global finance talent management team, and it was an honor and a privilege to be able to do that role. And in addition to supporting some of the, the strategies that we were thinking about globally around training and the way that we, um, you know, have strategies around our talent in J&J &J Finance. I had the privilege to run the program that I actually started in, our finance leadership development program. So that is really where we attract all of our early and career talent. I ran our co-op and intern program as well. So I've had a lot of experience with talent coming into the organization because I started that job the day that they locked down the buildings at J&J. &J. So I pretty much did that whole role from here in this very seat in my house. So I've, I've had a lot of experience watching um, folks who are young in their career really have to navigate through the world of joining a company in a remote space. And it's so different. And there's a lot of challenges that I think we figured out along the way that we would have never envisioned, particularly when you're someone like me, 20 years of experience, you started in the office in the, the good old fashioned way. So I'm really excited to, to sit here and be able to share some of the things that I saw and I learned to hopefully help people navigate that a little bit more effectively uh, head on. I'm glad you mentioned that because it's not really just a useful conversation for for recent grads, um, a lot of people, as you mentioned, including yourself, went from you know uh, positions that were in person to suddenly being remote. And even though you may have gotten a sense of the company culture while you were in person, uh, I think company cultures are changing as, as we're becoming more hybrid and remote. Uh, and even as we've had that time off and maybe even returning to the office, I could see company culture having changed uh, in that in that two years. Um, so I'm glad that you kind of pointed that out. No, it's a good point. And if I think back even to that, that role, and you're going to hear me talk a lot about this throughout um, our time together, it's really about intentionality, right? That has to be in the forefront of your mind now. Every time that you think about how you're going to organize your day, how can you're going to organize your calendar, when you're going to step foot into the office. And when I think about the relationships that I was able to build in my, you know, in my previous role, they're a lot different than the relationships that I built before in the way that I did them. And, you know, and I'll say in, in some respects, I don't know if they were even 
as strong as some of my other relationships because there's something to be said for being in the office and some of those ad hoc conversations that happen. And you got to work a lot harder at it when you're sitting in a Zoom box. So it opens up the world globally, right? I think that there was that benefit there where you probably connected more globally with folks because you were able to see them and they were able to be a visible part of the conversation. But um, it did do something else for um, the other relationship that you used to be able to have in the office. So excited to talk about some strategies there. Definitely. So let's speak, let's start kind of broadly and talk about if you could paint a picture for me of kind of the current landscape for recent grads, what kind of job market are they looking at today? And um, yeah, I guess like what can they expect as they're entering the workforce? Yeah, I think the first thing, and you know, I, I'm here at Johnson and Johnson. We have you know our own very unique culture. It's the only place that I work. But what I think you can expect is exactly what she said, Olivia. That you have a lot of people walking into the office, and as you're trying to navigate and figure out what is it like to get my sea legs and be in this kind of first job we're still trying to figure out how to navigate going back to the office, right? What does it look like? What's my commute schedule? How do I get my kids from point A to point B? I might be, I, I'm taking care of an elderly, you know, parent or family member and I'm navigating all of this. And, and some of that became easier during the pandemic. So I think what you're walking into is a place where you just have to ask a lot of questions, right? And don't take anything for granted around what can work in, in this new environment. I think that people are more open now than ever to different types of flexibility, what it really looks like to have that full day in the office. So I think you're working into a, walking into a place of change where we're still trying to figure out how to effectively work in the office. So I really encourage people to ask a lot of questions about the culture, ask a lot of questions about the programs that are being put in place around the way people work. Don't be afraid to do that, you know, straight on. Yeah, I think that's great advice. I, I read a, a statistic earlier that said that one in five teens are factoring remote work into their career plans, something that I, I didn't do and it doesn't sound like you did either. Um, <clears throat> you've mentioned some already, but what are you seeing as the, really the unique challenges of starting at a new company remotely? Let's say just for the sake of simplicity, a hundred percent remote. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the the first thing, and if you know, if I focus here, I know you're you're targeting folks who are probably earlier in in their career. So maybe I'll take some some pieces of that. I think first and foremost, you know, one thing that I noticed particularly that that you kind of take for granted is sometimes folks are moving to a new location to take on this new job, and sometimes they're isolated in their apartment and they don't know anyone. Right. And I think that the, the first thing to think about is if that's you, if you're in that type of environment, you know, kind of speaking up is, is really important. And I think, you know, um, thinking about ways to get involved in the company culture, asking questions about that company culture is going to be really important. So you understand how it works, because, you know, there's a lot of stress at work when you don't have that kind of outlet. If your family's not around, if you haven't made those friend connections yet, it can be really easy to spend, you know, nine to nine in front of your computer and not really get out and meet others in your community. So I say that's something for, for folks to be mindful of, particularly if you're moving to a new location for a job and you don't have family and friends around, you can quickly burn yourself out um, doing that. I would say the other thing is it gets harder 
when you're starting your role remote to really figure out how to get the hang of your role, right? And finding the resources to help you do your job. And a lot of times you have the internet connections with your boss and they probably do a really good job of setting one-on-ones up with you. But I think, you know, you and I can probably say when we were really early in our career, we learned more from the, you know, the, the guy or the gal sitting next to us. It wasn't necessarily our boss. They're the ones who understand how to book those journal entries. They know the secret sauce to how you get access to the system. You know, they know how to get that Excel spreadsheet or that system running the way that you need to do it. And sometimes that's harder to do now, right? To find those peers around you where you can kind of, you know, peek over your cube and say, hey, I'm working on this. Are you working on it too? How are you doing that? And then kind of get some, some best practices in. So that, that can be a challenge now too. So I think thinking about strategies, and you know, hopefully we'll talk a little about that. What are the strategies that I can use to, to overcome that? And then, like I said, I said this in the beginning, making those connections with the stakeholders as you're walking out of a meeting, those side conversations that you have, hey, I heard you mentioned XYZ in the meeting. Can you tell me more about that? Who on your team is working on that? Hey, can we have a side conversation on that? When you're doing that in Zoom, maybe you can catch the person in a chat and get that in. Maybe you can't, but you were able to build deeper relationships, go a little bit deeper um, in some of that work. I think when we were when we were in when we were in person. So I think those are the things that are that are tough, particularly when you're when you're fully fully remote. It should be top of mind to think about how to overcome. Yeah, I agree. I mean, <clears throat> I do think it's more challenging in certain ways to have that side conversation, especially with someone who feels like, you know, like they're in a leadership role, they're superior to you, um, to, to, uh, get time on their calendar for a follow-up question that you might have versus in person. It's a little bit easier to sort of tap somebody on the shoulder as you're leaving at a meeting, right. And say, can you clarify that? Or I'm interested in that. Um, could you tell me a little bit more and just walk together, um, versus taking up some time on someone's calendar. It, it is, it is challenging, but I think if you are in a, what I'm hearing from you is if you're in a remote environment, you know, the, you have to be prepared as a new hire to, to take that kind of risk, um, and reach out. And then leaders also on their end, they have to be kind of understanding that, that really new hires have no choice, but to get themselves on their, on your calendar, uh, to ask the questions that they need. And I think that goes back to where we started in terms of know the culture and ask the questions about the culture, because that's something too, that's also very new um, for individuals. Maybe you're coming, you know, out of the military into, to the work environment. So you're new in your career in a corporate environment, but not necessarily new in your career, or you're just, you know, you're coming out of school and the hierarchy is I hand my things into my professor and, and, and that's how it works. And maybe there's no one around you, right? When I started in corporate America, that's not what my parents did. So I didn't have anyone to go home and say, how do I do this? How do I navigate? And I had the benefit of being in the office, right? So I could ask other people. But I think going back to where we started, ask about the culture, ask a lot of questions about the culture. And is it okay? Because if you walk into the door at J&J, that's okay. That's a normal thing. We don't have this hierarchical culture. You're going to go some other places and that is the way that they run. And that's okay. Businesses can be successful both ways, but really understanding that culture and asking those questions, is it okay? Um, you know, how can I get to, to know my leaders? And you might see some of it because you also might see those people just reaching out to you, right? Where, where you might see it um, coming and, and happening in, in that fashion itself. So 
I think it's really about asking about the culture. But if we if we want to go a little bit deeper, you know, other ways that you could think about doing this that I think is really helpful, particularly when you're kind of in that earlier part of your career is really, I like to say, in addition to being intentional, right? Thinking about, particularly if you have an opportunity to go into the office, really think about how you're going to plan that day. Talk to people and say, hey, Olivia, are, what, days, what days are you typically in the office? When do you plan on being there um, next week? Set up those one-on-ones in those specific times so you can get together, you can see each other in the office. Um, if there's going to be big team meetings, ask your team, hey, are you coming in for that meeting? Um, I think we're getting a lot better at that. And also thinking about your day that it doesn't have to be nine to five is nine to five anymore, right? It might be nine to 12 is at my house, 12 to five is in the office because that's when everybody's around. That's when some of those key meetings are. And I'm going to really spend my time um, there in the office. I'm going to, you know, beat traffic in the morning. I'm not going to sit in that. I'm going to knock some stuff out in the morning and I'm, and I'm going to get prepared for the afternoon. And I think even for connecting, right? I, I like to say, tell people, just let your passion lead you. When you're finding out about the culture, find out what other things are available in the company. So a lot of companies I've found a long way, I think, to success in building my career, building my brand, and really being able to impact the organization through our employee resource groups. Every company has something like that. They probably call it something different. They might call it an affinity group. Um, they probably have efforts that they're going on to, you know, improve culture or support culture in the organization. At J&J, we call them credo teams because we have a credo, but everyone has them. Find out what's going on in your organization that's quote unquote extracurricular activities, right? If you think about it in your time in school and find that passion and get involved and do those things that help to drive the organization forward. They help you meet other people. Sometimes they're gonna be people that are gonna help you along uh, in your career journey. They're not gonna be directly in your space, but they're gonna help you learn more about the business. And sometimes they are gonna be people who are in your space. So it's just another way to build those connections and start to see the culture and learn the culture. So those are some, I think, some tactics that you can use to really you know, ask the question, find out what those things are, and then get involved with them, right? And I think that really helps to overcome that barrier. You're gonna find that there's probably gonna be a lot of team building in those things. There's gonna be a lot of reaching out at all levels in the organization. And you're gonna be able to kind of expand your network really quickly and kind of hit the ground running. And a lot of times you're gonna find that those organizations are doing mentorship type of programs, right? So you might walk in the door and score yourself a mentor really quick by just being a part of, of some of those groups and kind of putting yourself forward. I think it's especially interesting about like if you have a hybrid schedule or you have the ability to be in an office, as I was going to ask you about this, I think a lot of us, um, if we are working from home and maybe we have family living with us or children or, you know, whatever the case may be, and uh, sometimes focus can be a challenge, mm -hmm. right? And so some of us go to an office or want to go to an office for that real focus and quiet. And I do think that that's important, but I like that you're also reminding us to take advantage of being with others. And especially if you're new, like it's great to spend that time focusing on your work. Um, and you should take advantage of that, but also you want to make sure that you're meeting people and that you are going out of your way to make connections. Cause that's your chance to do that. Um, and that's just as important 
as the work that you're accomplishing at your desk, right? And sometimes it helps you get the work that you're accomplishing at your desk done faster. Exactly. That's such a good point too. And Mm -hmm. and it creates the connections because when you're early in your career, right, it's not you're, you're going to quickly learn step one, step two, step three, step four, and probably, you know, six months into your job, then you realize, okay, I've mastered that. Now, why am I doing it? Right. It's those people that are going to help you with the why, you know, you know, it's the understanding of the why that's going to really drive um, your career forward. It's that piece where you're going to be able to add value to the business. You understand the tactical and the business impact and, and, and what the impact you're having, right? Even you understanding, oh my gosh, I'm seeing X, Y, Z happening. If I take X action, really good for you to understand what the impact is going to be to know, is this something I need to raise a big red flag or is this, you know, not a big impact? So like getting into these into these relationships, getting into these groups, you're going to get more comfortable with asking people. I say all the time, every place I go, I'm just passionate about people and passionate about ERGs. But I think about my time that I spent in in Warsaw, Indiana, focusing on Depew. And I walked in the door, I joined our African Ancestry Leadership Council, and it opens up the world, right? There's engineers on the group, there's marketing folks on the group. And when I'm trying to learn, okay, well, how does this whole knee, you know, fit together metal and plastic. They're like, well, come on, let me show you, right? The engineer is going to take you downstairs. They're, they're going to show you some models of how they model it out. Well, why is this stem better than this stem? Oh, well, we made this stem because of this. And, you know, do you want to use this when the person is doing this? And this is why a doctor thinks that this is the best stem. And it just opens up a world of people to talk to. They're not my direct business partners. I also feel really comfortable with them, right? We're, we're, we're not, um, interacting in like kind of the day-to-day work environment. I can ask all my stupid questions because I've, I've built a relationship with them. So I'm telling you, it's, it's really a way to learn. It's a way to, you know, build relationship. It's a way to drive impact in the business, but you got to find your passion, right? And once you find it, when you find your passion, you're going to find your people, right? You're going to find your people in your organization. You're going to build a relationship with them. And the, the tentacles that it builds, they're amazing. Do it early in your career. I, I think it really makes a difference. And, and I think now it's important more than ever, find your purpose, find your people. So. Mm-hmm. so I imagine that for certain personalities, this is easier than for mm-hmm. others. Um, what tips do you have for uh, people who are starting a new position remotely or hybrid? They're not going to be in the office so much, um, if they're more introverted, Mm -hmm. how, how can they really build connections from afar? What are some things that they can do, um, without feeling like so uncomfortable? (laughs) Um, you know, for someone like me, it's, it's would be pretty easy to just message somebody and say like, Hey, I don't know what you do at the company. And I would love to know more and tell me when you have 15 minutes, but that's not everybody. So. Well, hopefully those introverts out there can do the find your passion, find your people, because when you show up in that way, you're showing up with purpose, right? And it's it's not that awkward. Hi, I'm Janae, and I'd like to tell you all about myself. Tell me all about yourself, and, and let's build a relationship, right? You come into those groups, you find a place where you feel like you you really have passion, whether it's helping them with um, the development pillar, whether it's helping them with their communication pillar. So hopefully that that can apply to you too. But some other things that I would suggest, particularly if you're just coming out of school, maybe you got recruited through a recruiting team, through alumni that work at that company, tap into that team. 
listen, we all love the people that went to the same school as us. We root for them. We look for them, <laughs> right? When we're in the organization, you know, even today, if I meet someone who went to the same school as me, automatically, I feel connected to them, whether we, you know, are or are not, there, there's something there about that kinship about where you went to school. So I encourage you figure out if there's an alumni kind of network in your school. A lot of times, if, you know, you were recruited um, through your university, there's a team that went there to recruit you join that team. Those are your, that's again, those are your people. Join that team, go out and help recruit, go back and talk to your friends. You're going to build a network. A lot of times you're going to have every level in the organization that's going to be supporting that recruiting team, right? You're going to have some sponsor, senior in the organization. You're going to have other folks, you know, they're in the journey in the same part of their career as you. You're going to have managers, you're going to have directors, join the team, See if you can figure that out. And if, and if you didn't come from a big school, you know, even ask, maybe your career center knows, you know, as you're leaving, is there other people that, that go to your school and you can find them there? I think that's another opportunity. The other thing I would say is don't make everything so, um, so formal and so lofty. Sometimes it's good to just say, hey, can I, can I grab coffee with you? I'd like to introduce myself to you. I'd like to learn a little bit more about your group and maybe there's another X, Y, or Z there. And maybe that happens over you know, a 20 minute coffee. It's not 30 minutes, it's not an hour. We're not sitting formally. I'm not on the other side of your desk and you're on the other side of your desk or I'm not in this Zoom box and I have to be perfect. Maybe it's a snack break, right? Hey. I'm going to run down. I'm going to get a snack, have my coffee. Maybe it's a walking meeting, right? Everybody's trying to get their steps in there. They want to get their well-being uh, together. Maybe that's a quick walk around, you know, the office. Maybe it's a nice day. You take that walk outside, take the pressure off of yourself and, and don't make it so, so formal. So those would be some things that I think you can do to, you know, have those meetings, create, create those connections to kind of get work done. And then, like I said, your peers, your peers are, you know, in the beginning of your career, if I think back to the people who, who really helped me, the people who could see that I was stressed out or, you know, the, my manager walked away and they're like, it's okay, I'll help you, <laughs> right? I don't know what this spreadsheet means. There's like, you know, 500 things I don't understand what to do. You know, just have those one-on-one -on -one engagements with, with your peers, understand what they do, um, how your roles are similar, how your roles are different. And I'm, I'm sure they'll be happy to lead you in the right direction because we all remember our first day in the office. So I think there is a lot of compassion, compassion out there for folks coming into the, into the office, particularly in this environment. I, I think I say, as I watched, you know, all of the FLDPs and the interns come in, I was always in awe of them because I was like, but I've been able to, to do this, right? Spend all this time in this Zoom box and figure out how to interact. And, you know, in the beginning, we probably overburdened them with mentors because we were so worried. <laughs> you know, about how they would, about how they would do. And I was like, they probably couldn't figure out what's this mentor versus that mentor. So, you know, we learned ourselves over time, but um, know that the folks who are sitting uh, around the table do appreciate the complexity of, of this time that we're, we're going in because now we're, we're even living in two worlds, which makes it a little bit more difficult. Like, cause like I said, we're trying to navigate it ourselves. Yeah, you've shared really a lot of strategies um, and resources, including the ERGs, which <clears throat> I think that's a great tip. Anything else come to mind um, for the new hires to feel really more? Actually, I want to back up, not even necessarily to feel more included in their company culture, but to even just learn the company culture. Like, I think it's a hard thing to kind of nail down, um, even when you've been at, the at a company for a while. Um, 
And now, especially if you, if you aren't in an office, like how can you really better understand the culture of the company uh, that, that you're now a part of? Yeah, I think you have to ask. And I think it's a question that you should ask your manager and you should ask a lot of people who you talk to, right? As we're talking about these one-on-ones and ask it at all levels. And I would ask the question in, in just that way, tell me how you would describe the company culture. How have you been able to effectively navigate it here? What are some, you know, what are the three top tips you would give me in terms of my 30, 60, 90 day plan in terms of understanding it? Um, Again, like I said, I think for me, a lot of times the way I learned products and I learned other things was by finding folks. Sometimes it was through my direct direct business partners, but again, I'm being honest with you, I can't say enough about how those extracurricular things throughout my career gave me just a whole different level of, of insight around the business, about how I could think about the business and about how I could drive teams and, and yourself drive culture, right? And yourself identify things that you want to change in the culture or things you wanna amplify um, in the culture. And like I said, it's not just ERGs, there's, there's organizational initiatives going on all over the place. You like process improvement? I'm sure there's some organization in your, in, you know, in the organization that you're wor- working with that's working on, you know, intelligent automation, or they're working on making sure people are certified in, in Six Sigma, or they're working on thinking about how people do design thinking, right? There are all types of teams out there that you can say, hey, I'm really interested in that. I wanna learn. And through those things, I've probably done all of those in my career, you know, six, six Sigma type stuff where I'm like, oh yeah, and I learned about a whole new process and I met a whole new group <laughs> because I, you know, got trained in some of, you know, the Kaizen thinking. So I think you have to be really creative in it. And I, and I can't say it enough. All of us every day, we're going to spend a lot of time here. I think all of us, particularly through the pandemic, really thought about where's my passion what makes me jump out of bed and click my heels together, right? Like Jiminy Cricket, find those things at work. It doesn't have to be just the exact things that are in your kind of traditional GNOs. I found a lot of that pleasure in these other things, right? And and they were the things, again, where I found people who had the same interest as me. And that builds natural relationships. That's how you build relationships day to day right? You build them because you're interested in tennis and you go out to the tennis court and you find your friends. You do it because you're interested in, you know, pick pick your thing that you have and you go out in your community. It's the way you did it at school. You joined those clubs. It's kind of not different at work, <laughs> right? And, um, but there's, there's just these added benefits. So I'd say don't, don't kind of take, don't take that piece for granted at all. Um, when you're coming into the workplace, some things aren't different. We just call them different things. <laughs> and I think time too, like give it some time, you know, if you're starting somewhere new and especially if you are remote and you're not going into an office and, and you're sort of feeling like, how am I going to meet people? How am I really going to get in with this company? Um, when I feel maybe kind of like I'm on an Island, I think you do just have to kind of give it time and, And like you said, if you can't meet up with somebody in person, even just asking somebody for a 10 minute coffee over zoom, you know, or a snack break over zoom is uh, a chance to start getting to know people slowly and figuring out who has common interests with you. Um, 
So yeah, I think, you know, it's not going to happen super quickly, but you also said to really lean on your peers, which I think is, is great advice too. And and as you're going through asking those questions that I talked about, what is the culture? How would you describe Mm -hmm. it? What are your top tips? If you're starting to find out that you're in a very open, you know, culture, uh, you know, in your company. And I think, I think all companies probably moved, whether they were, you know, on this side of the pendulum or this side of the pendulum before the pandemic, I think we all moved to the yeah, side a little bit forced to, yeah, during the pandemic. you had to, right? Yeah. The thing that I say is you came into my home every day. And if I had a child, if totally. I totally, if, you know, if, if, if you my, saw my the art on my wall, yeah, saw it all yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. And there was nothing we could do. And mm-hmm. particularly in the beginning where we hadn't even figured out our spaces, right. Exactly. It was just like, my son was across the other side of the table from me and we were sitting at the dinner table. Oh, none of us I had thought it was so many calls long. like that. Yep. We didn't think it would last this yep. long. So um, I think if, if you start to find, as you ask those questions, that, that there, that there is that move, then lean into that transparency in terms of where you are and what you're thinking to allow folks to help you work through it. And I think you, you mentioned before, you know, what if I am living at home, right? We talked about the person who, moved away and, and when, and how do we get them? And, but what about the person who listened, you know, gas prices are high. If I have a job close enough to, you know, where my, where my family member lives, maybe I've chosen to live at home, right? In some places, just the, the inflation and rent has been crazy. I think having some of those conversations as well, we definitely saw some of this during the pandemic, particularly folks really early. Maybe you have younger siblings. Maybe you guys, you know, you still share a bedroom. Everybody's housing situation is different. Like I said, we had some people helping a family member care for an an ailing parent. And there were certain things that, hey, you know, at this time, I really need to help with with such and such. I, I would say we saw people get really caught up when they were afraid to say those things because we didn't know what was going on. Right. So I encourage you, if you are in that situation and there are some really unique things, I'm not saying you don't have to get your job done because because you do. But sometimes you're better off just saying, hey, this is this is kind of where I'm at. You know, we had people who they had two young children and would have to say to me, and these are people longer in their career. Hey, you know, they just had come off maternity leave. There's no daycare. And my husband has this job. I'm going to watch the baby from nine to to 12, but I'm going to work. I'm kind of like working the night shift, right? And he's going to work the day shift and they just worked longer into the evening, right? And, and, and if there's meetings that I really, really need to be to in the morning, we'll try to work it out, but can you give me X day notice? And we had a lot of these types of conversations, people who would have been around in their career and you don't know how many babies I've met on people's laps um, in meetings. So I really do encourage you. We've gotten a little bit more used to having those dialogues. I don't think it's as taboo as it was. So if you're in a situation where you're living at home or, um, you know, you need to kind of navigate some of that, I would say bring it to the forefront first and try to work something out with your management team around how you do that. Again, you still got to deliver those day-to-day responsibilities. But if you say, hey, you know, every hour a day, my, you know, my, my sibling comes home from school and we have this XYZ situation. Maybe if I can avoid meetings from two to three, I'll be more productive and I'll feel better. Or to your point, you know, maybe you are just going to go in the office more and ask for that permission, right? We had some people when the offices were closed that got special permission to go in. And maybe that's something you want to talk about. Hey, I do have a lot going on, multi-generational families uh, living here. If I can get some special access to the office five days a week, I think I could be more productive. Every situation is different. I think 
the, the, the other best tip I can give you is being transparent about, about where you are and how you can be most effective to get your job done. That's what we all want, right? We want that our, our people get the job done. They get a job done well. They get it done effectively. Try to try to navigate that through an open dialogue with, with the folks around you. Yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up because that was something that you had pointed out when you and I last spoke about, you know, recent recent graduates living at home, which um, was something that like I did and a lot of people I know did after college. But um, so it's certainly not a new thing, but the idea of working remotely from home um, is is a little bit new and different. And And by the way, when you're talking about that couple with their with their baby coming off maternity leave, like that was me and my husband <laughs> being like, literally handing the baby back and forth, like, okay, you're on now you're on. And I, I don't ever want to go back to that time. But um, what are some of the other challenges that you've seen for those living at home specifically um, like, you know, after college moving, moving back home um, and now working remotely from their like parents' home, let's say. What are some of the things that you've seen come up there and, and maybe some tips that you have for, I think it's a great tip to ask if you can have, you know, permission to, um, to maybe use the office, but any other, th any other things come to mind? Yeah. I talked a little bit about negotiating and kind of being clear with your, with your boss. You got to do that with your family too. Right. And, and I saw some, some of those things with folks, again, not everybody has the same situation in terms of what they're returning back to in terms of their work situation. And sometimes, you know, our parents, they, they see us there and when they want our help, they want our help. Right. And so I think as much as you're negotiating and, and talking about, you know, how you might best work and, Hey, maybe can I not have meetings at this hour? Because my house kind of becomes a free for all with all of, you know, my siblings coming home from camp and we just needed, you know, an hour to get everybody settled down and, or I need to move locations, right. I work from this location in the house and I'm moving to that. You got to have the same conversation with your family too. Probably. Hey guys, you know, is this is where I'm going to sit, try to work those things out. Hey, when I'm doing this, I'm kind of am at work. I know it doesn't seem like, like I'm at work, but, but I am um, doing that and kind of have some of those conversations up front because we did see people get tripped up in that, particularly those who maybe were still doing internships. Uh, you know, your parents may be still contributing to that college <laughs> education and you feel even more um, indebted to helping them. And um, so, you know, and I think the work world looks a little different and maybe you're not on a call, so it seems that you're free but that doesn't mean that you don't have a deadline or a report that you're, that you're trying to produce. So um, I, I think that's the other thing too, just you gotta negotiate on both sides, how this is gonna work. So oh, such a different world uh, for, for people entering the workforce right now. And it, it's, uh, I think there are definitely a lot of great things. I think like you mentioned, you're inviting people into your home, but I, I think that did, you know, the silver lining was that <clears throat> it did, kind of encourage transparency more than really what we were doing probably before. Uh, but I think, you know, there are a lot of, as we've mentioned, a lot of unique challenges um, about remote work, especially starting somewhere new. I think it's, it's definitely uh, a tough, you know, a tough thing, but you've mentioned a lot of great strategies, a lot of tips, any other things that you want to, you know, mention before uh, we end, that was my last question for you. No, like I said, I think if I could just wrap it up, I would tell people, you know, like I started this, this conversation, 
we have to be more intentional than ever, right? Mm. In everything that we do, when we're planning our day, when we're thinking about, you know, every week I sit and I start and I say, what, what office am I going to work out of? Why am I going to work out of there? How am I going to organize my day so I can be with certain people at certain times? Um, like I said, I think we have to necessarily throw out the window of what it means to, to be in the office. Cause I think we always thought about that in terms of I'm there nine mm-hmm. to five, it's very rigid, but people are doing really creative things about how they're in the office, depending on how close or far they are. You know, they're taking maybe some, some really early morning meetings and then, you know, getting in the office a little bit later, staying a little bit later, right. They're, they're just doing everything in a very different way. Some people are doing the morning, leaving at lunch so that they don't have to catch traffic. And maybe they have some later meetings that they have to take. Some of you might be on global teams already mm-hmm. in your in your new role. So you have to navigate that. Or you're on the West Coast with people on the East Coast or vice versa. Be very creative about how you think about your day. Be intentional. And like I said, find your people, find your purpose and really figure out what the culture is of that organization. And, you know, don't be afraid to just, you know, be yourself, ask people what they, what they think the culture is and just, and get involved. And I think it'll start to make things flow a lot easier and know that your peers are probably your, your, your best friends that you don't even know about. So don't overlook, um, don't overlook meeting them. It is harder to meet and get to know them sometimes in a remote environment. So, so be intentional about making sure that you do. Yeah. Be the one to organize something, you know, if, if it's, I think we're probably all sick of those zoom happy hours, but you know, there's, there's some way there's definitely some way. Uh, so yeah, be hey, I, did a zoom, I did a zoom escape room oh, when no. we were in the heart of the pandemic. Absolutely it not. <laughs> it was absolutely fun. So I'm telling you, man, people have made cupcakes in their house. There's always <laughs> something fun that you could, you could oh, figure out God. to do. I think the um, only the only thing worse than an escape room to me is a, is a is a virtual escape room. It was fun. All right, I believe you. That's funny, but there are to your point, like there are creative things that we can do to meet each other, um, and it's really important. Like you don't want to feel isolated. Your your job is a, is a place maybe not physically, but it's, uh, it's something that you devote a lot of time and energy to, and you don't want to feel, uh, disconnected from the people that you work with. And it, you know, it just takes some effort. And I could tell you, listen, the people that are, are, you know, leading every single company mm-hmm. really care about your health. They care about your well being. Um, you know, I think that's one thing we all learned during the pandemic as we as we took those walls down, we became more and more human and mm-hmm. we more and more understood, um, you know, how things that are, you know, going on outside of our four walls really impact us on a day-to-day basis. I think people are really more open to, to having those conversations. So, you know, do that, lean in, definitely, if you are a person who is um, in a new place, uh, you know, reach out, join those other teams, let folks know that you, that you want those, those connections um, with other folks and ask, ask them how you might be able to, to create them. But like I said, if you came from a school 
find the alumni. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's even groups here for, um, you know, at some sites I was at, there was a young professionals ERG, right? And just folks who were, you know, kind of more earlier in their career, get together, go to trivia nights together, you know, before everybody else around them has families and is going home. They, right. they have to to do. And hey, maybe you're the one who's going to create that young professionals ERG because there's always a space for, for like I said, you to lead and you to bring your ideas for the culture um, that you want to work in as well. I love it. Well, Janae, it was so nice speaking with you and I knew you'd be a wealth of, of knowledge, um, but there are really some so many great strategies. I love that you really kind of kept things um, on that tips and strategy and, um, advice, because that's really the idea of these, uh, sessions and, and to, to, uh, help, you know, because it's, it's a crazy time in your career when you first starting out. And, uh, I think, you know, we're very grateful that you were able to share your, your wisdom with us. I'm just excited that you gave me the opportunity to, to chat about this. I think it's, um, you know, it's a really, you know, interesting topic and anything that, that I can do to share what I've learned, always happy to do it because I, I love getting tidbits of wisdom from, from others as well. And like I said, I think that the folks who are going through this right now, uh, hats off to them. I think it, it's, it's really a unique time. You definitely have some unique things to navigate that, that I didn't have in my career. So hats off to you in, in terms of, you know, everybody kind of coming in and settling into their companies. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you again. Thank you. It was great to see you again, Olivia. Bye everyone.